and welcome to Soul Talk with Rabbi David Aaron and Leora Mandel. Rabbi Aaron, part of the human composition, part of being human, feeling human, is having feelings. I think that's one of the most uh, important aspects, or a very important aspect of being human, is feeling. And there's feelings that we enjoy. And I was actually trying to think of feelings that we like and feelings that we don't like. And maybe I can't say that it's absolutely universal, that there's certain feelings that most, but I can say most people probably would like these feelings, like joy, peace, gratitude, hope, love, happiness. Those are what I was thinking of as positive feelings. And then there's feelings that we all go through in life that I think it would be safe to say that most people don't really want. We don't like them. Frustration, anger, feeling depressed, despair, fear, regret, sadness, hate. And the thing I was sort of wondering is that as human beings, we have this mix of emotions. We can't always feel wonderful and happy and hopeful and all those feelings that I think most of us like. There's Part of the human condition is also experiencing the challenging feelings. The question is, especially when, you know, sometimes there's a balance, sometimes it feels like the challenging feelings can become much stronger, much more prominent than the positive ones. So when we do have difficult emotions and difficult feelings, what is it that can we, what, what can we do? How should we think about them? How can we manage them? Uh, yeah, great question as usual. Um, the first thing is to accept them. And what I mean by that is the saying goes, what you resist persists. Mm. If a person is feeling depressed, uh, surely they don't want to stay there. But the first thing you can do to begin to move yourself out of it is to accept it that, yes, I am depressed. And that's not unusual. That's not abnormal. That's part of the spectrum of emotions. Because the truth is that let's say you were happy and all your friends were happy and you lived a city where everybody was happy and every movie you ever saw were people that were always happy. Would you know you're happy? You wouldn't know you're happy unless you've ever experienced sadness. And so, you know, you know, you can't have black without white. If there was just white and we never saw black, we wouldn't know that white is white and you can't have up without down and you can't have left without right. And so, too, we need to understand that in the spectrum of emotions, the dark emotions are what gives the background to and the contrast to the light emotions, let's call them. Hmm. And, and the first thing to do is when you're feeling these emotions, first acknowledge them, feel them. Uh, you know, like, for instance, you know, the emotion of anger. You know, Judaism has a lot to say against anger. You might say it's pretty angry at anger. I'm just joking. But, you know, anger is considered to be something as a, a very, very bad thing. But the truth is that Judaism can't and will not command you in an emotion. When Judaism speaks about the, 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 what, what the negativity of anger, it's referring about acting on your anger, throwing things, hurting people. But, uh, you, you know, sometimes you feel anger. Your choice as a human being is not to act on the anger. And you'd like to move out of the anger. But the first thing is you have to make sure is make sure the anger doesn't move you to do bad things. Hmm. To some degree, it's almost counterintuitive in terms of when you say accept that negative emotion, because I think as soon as we feel something that we don't want to feel, then almost immediate natural response, reactive response is to try to 
like say, I don't want to feel this way. This needs to stop. And what you say, what I like that line, what you resist persists. You almost have to very mindfully accept that emotion because I would imagine almost the the natural response without it being mindful would just be to try to resist it. Right. It's a, it's a, a story about a fellow that meditated and he asked his guru, can he give him some advice on how to enhance his meditations? And he says, well, whatever you do, don't ever think of a monkey when you meditate. Mm-hmm. And the guy said, I never thought of a monkey when I meditate. He said, well, that's good because that's a bad thing. Don't think of monkeys when you meditate. Mm-hmm. Well, sure enough, that night he sits down to meditate and this big monkey shows up in his mind and he can't believe it. He's never thought of a monkey. And because the guru said, don't think of a monkey, sure enough, a monkey shows up. So what he tries to do is tries to get rid of the monkey. But the monkey turns into two monkeys. He tries to get rid of the two monkeys and he turns the four monkeys and he goes crazy and he can't believe it. He goes back to the guru. He says, oh, I don't know what to do. And I never saw a monkey in my meditation. But now that you said, don't see one, I see them all the time. So what should I do? And the guru said, the next time you see the monkey, just look him in the face and he'll walk away. Mm. And sometimes fighting something gives it energy, gives it, you know, reason to be there. Now, again, I'm not saying, you know, uh, accept it and not do anything about moving away from it. But but you can't move away from it until you accept it. Hmm. You can't change something that you haven't accepted. If a person, you know, is depressed, he has to first accept I'm depressed. And now that I've accepted I'm depressed, now I can do something about it. But if I'm constantly trying to be in denial that I'm so down, then how am I going to get up? And interestingly enough, as I'm thinking about it, being in denial about whatever it is we don't want to have, it actually, that takes a lot of energy too. That really can deplete us. Totally. Totally. The important thing is, is, you know, Jewish tradition is very much into what we call conversion, which is let's see how we can take the negative feelings and, and see how we can use it towards embettering ourselves hmm. you know like if a person's angry then ask ask yourself well what is making me angry and what can i do to change the situation so i don't feel angry but it's kind of like these emotions are kind of like the um uh the lights on your dashboard of your car let's say you got a light that tells you that your oil is in bad shape so this red light shows up you know and it's annoying you know you don't want this red light so you dismantle the red light but the red light's there to tell you something's wrong. You know, I, I have a I have a, a light in my dashboard. I think probably most people do now anyways, is it tells you that there's, you know, your your, your tires are, are losing air. Could be they're losing air because you've got a, you know, you got something in it like a screw or, or a nail or something. And a guy doesn't like seeing that. So he gets rid of it. No, the, the, these negative emotions are signaling something's wrong. Hmm. And I need to do something about it. I, I'm sure I shared this story. I was at the dentist a number of years ago and he tapped on a tooth of mine and he said, does this hurt? And I said, actually, it doesn't. He said, well, did it hurt? I said, actually, about a month ago, it really hurt, but I just didn't pay any attention to it. And thank God the pain went away. He says, well, that's because it's dead. Mm. And now you need root canal. <laughs> and I said, what do you mean? He said, when it hurt, that was a sign it was alive and you need to do something. But you did nothing about it. And yes, it went away, but that's because it died and now you need root canal. Mm. 
Oh, and that wow. was a really important lesson that when we hurt, when we feel sad, we these are signals, something's wrong. We got to do something about it. But what often people do is rather than take the emotion and use it to get them in, in, in motion towards something positive, they try to find a way to forget the emotion or to, to, to deny the emotion or, you know, or let's go have fun and forget what I'm feeling. But it doesn't, it doesn't work. Wow. That tooth example is actually a very powerful example for what you're talking about because it shows the importance of actually acknowledging and accepting what's going on because waiting too long, it almost sounds like not feeling is actually even more dangerous as uncomfortable as feeling is. If a person either through avoidance or just turning themselves off not to feel that actually can create a much more dangerous situation, even emotionally. Well, you know, a number of years ago, there was a woman in our program, Israelite, and um, there was something very tough about her, something I just saw it on her face and look, I don't know what it is and it's not for me to pry. But after a couple of days of classes, she came up to me and said, can I, can I talk to you? So sitting in my office and she says, I want to tell you a story. When my father died, I decided I'm not going to let it get me down. And so right after the funeral, I went to work and I went, what? And you didn't grieve? And she said, no, I decided that I'm not going to let this get me down. I said, you know what, forgive me, but I've been wondering since I've met you, there's something about you and forgive me for saying this, but just feels numb. Something feels like a little, a little callous. And I think it's because you didn't give yourself the gift of grievance. You know, the, the way you deal with grieving is by grieving. If, a, if something terrible happens and you don't grieve over it, the way you heal your pain is to acknowledge it, feel it, and, and grieve over it. And so she didn't do any mourning after her father passed away. And I said, you really need to go do something to mourn. And I think it's a mistake when people don't mourn. I'll tell you an interesting Jewish law. Uh, let's say you have a field and it's flooded and your produce has been absolutely destroyed and it's $5,000 worth of produce from your field that's been destroyed. Well, in Jewish tradition, when something bad happens to you, you, you make a blessing. Blessed is he who is a true judge. When something good happens to you, you say, blessed is he who is good and it gives good. Yeah. And so, of course, if a person goes through such a loss and, you know, their entire agricultural field was destroyed by a flood, they would say, Baruch Dynamet, blesses he is a true judge. But let's say just before you make that blessing, someone comes up to you and say, wow, this is great news. And you say, what, what could be great news about losing $5,000 of produce? He says, well, actually, it's been proven that if a field is flooded, in three years from now, it'll yield five times what it did three years ago. So this is actually great news. So now the question is, according to Jewish law, should you say, blessed is he who is good? Or should you still say, blessed is he who is a true judge? Meaning, do I go with how I'm feeling now? Mm. Or do I go with what I intellectually know is going to be and anticipate I will feel later? And Jewish law says you go with what you're feeling now. Because if God gives you those emotions, then you need to honor those emotions. There's a reason why it happened now. And even if in five years from now, you're going to see that you're going to benefit from it. That's not what you're feeling right now. 
you have to honor your feelings and, and, and allow those feelings to heal you and move you and, and, and elevate you. But to be denial of negative feelings is uh, not a good feeling. Hmm. Well, ultimately, it sounds like, and that's why the, what <laughs> discussing this with you and having this conversation, I think is so, so important because especially since I think for most people, it's a little bit counterintuitive to say, accept those negative feelings. They're actually healthy and good for you. And in the big picture of life, it's actually, you, I, I think it also opens up a person to experiencing the positive feelings more deeply when they can also allow and experience negative feelings or the more challenging feelings. Cause I think once a person almost, so to speak, turns themselves off from feeling, it also turns off the ability to experience the positive side of things which it sounds like was maybe what you were seeing in that woman who was in the class with you. Yeah. I, you know, it's true. She didn't want to be sad and that inhibited her ability to be happy. Hmm. You know, I believe that depression, most people think depression happens because you are, you know, you're not happy. I think depression happens because you're sad and you didn't allow yourself to feel your sadness. And so it turned into depression. Hmm. And I think that's what happens. A person is sad. They got good reasons to be sad, but they don't want to face it. They don't want to feel it. And they keep, you know, denying it and repressing it. And then after a while, it just culminates into something that's just a full blown depression. So that brings me to a question. And that's a very, uh, very powerful insight into how one not accepting one challenging feeling can lead to a much bigger uh, pit that a person can find themselves in. But I think that is one of the reasons maybe why it's hard to open that door to accept those challenging feelings because of the fear of what if this takes over? What if my jealousy takes over? What if my anger takes over? What if my fear takes over? What if my, my you know sadness takes over and I lose control, so to speak, over it and it just takes over me? So how can one both accept that emotion, but at the same time, not let it take over? Well, the takeover is that you act on the emotion and that's where you can't do, you know, a person's going to feel jealous. Okay. So then what they, 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 you know, there's a, a famous story about uh, an Olympic skater whose competitors, brothers broke her legs so that their sister would win the, you know, like that's unbelievable. That. They're so jealous, you know, that they would act on that jealousy. A person's going to feel jealous. The question is, what do you do with that feeling? You look at it, you say, okay, I'm human. I have these feelings, but I am also a man or woman with free choice. And I choose not to act on those feelings. So the control has to do with the action. But feeling the feeling is, you know, maybe these feelings will control me. Uh, if you start acting on them, yeah, that's a problem. You can't act your act on your jealousy and do something to undermine who you're feeling jealous of. And you can't, you know, hit somebody that you're feeling angry towards. So let's take sadness as an example, especially in mourning. This person uh, accepts I'm feeling sad, but the sadness, what's the action? Crying, thinking about how sad they are, not wanting to get out of bed. Meaning I can think of all these actions that are connected to sadness. And I think sometimes we'd even say for a certain time period, maybe that can be okay. Certain part of the day that could be okay. Absolutely. If it crosses a line yeah. of taking over a whole day and one's whole life, then that becomes a problem. You know, when my mother passed away, which is already at this point, 10 years ago, you know, we were mourning and I was deeply deeply sad i remember lying in bed thinking how happy i was that i was sad mm. it was a weird thing 
I was happy that I was able to feel the sadness because I should feel sad. That's the right feeling to feel sad. And so underneath the sadness was this strange happiness that, and so, you know, everything has its time. There's a time to be sad. There's a time to be happy. There's a time to dance. There's a time to cry. The goal in life is to know what time it is, not to stay only on the side of the positive. There's sometimes it's, it's, it's the right thing to do is to cry and to be deeply saddened because, because it is very sad. I mean, what's going on in Israel right now is very sad. And if somebody is trying to run away from that, you know, I'm not saying not come up for air sometimes and, you know, but, but bottom line is a very, very sad situation. Hmm. And, uh, and, and, and I think a person that's not able to be sad, that's really sad. That's even pathetic and dangerous. But then it, so, to, um, I was just ahead. thinking to a degree, it goes back to the first point of accepting that emotion. Then you're actually, so to speak, you open, you chose to open up the door to it, to give it space. And then I don't know, maybe what you're saying, it would be less likely to take over and overwhelm you because you've invited it in, but the more you resist it, the more ultimately it might take control right. in an unhealthy and, way. And you, and you want to observe the pain don't become the pain don't become the sadness you know mm. I, i've said before don't ever say you're depressed because then you're identifying with depression say i feel depressed so there's still some kind of distance between me as the feeler and it the feeling i'm not the feeling it's like a computer screen thinking that everything that comes up on it is who he is you know a ball rolls across the screen i must be a ball and then a dog walks across the screen i must be a dog you don't become your feelings. You accept your feelings. You acknowledge your feelings. You observe your feelings, but you don't become your feelings. Hmm. So when a person, if it, we, we have, part of it is we really do have to be in tune. Uh, let's say even taking something like frustration that we're not even going to go to the point of anger. The earlier I can recognize I'm feeling a certain feeling, even if it's an unpleasant one, and I can acknowledge it and I can say, I'm feeling frustrated right now. I could say about whatever it is I'm feeling frustrated, just voicing it, just accepting it to a degree might prevent it from getting to be much stronger than frustration, getting to be the point of anger, maybe by acknowledging it as soon as I can recognize it. Right. But as I said, don't say I am frustrated. Say I feel frustrated. I feel frustrated. Hmm. And that point you just made before, of don't become your feelings. That's a very, very important recognition. I think sometimes that's the fear that maybe we have, which is why we avoid it, is it's going to like I can become depressed. And it's as you're pointing out, I can feel depressed. That's the point. Sometimes I, you know, sometimes it's appropriate. I can feel sad. It might be very appropriate, important to feel sad but not to let it over, you know, overtake the person. So even recognizing that distinction, I think can have a very powerful effect on our ability to accept the feelings, the emotions, the challenging ones, um, and accept it in a healthy way. Exactly. Hmm. Well, this has really been a very powerful conversation. And I know, I think what I call very life-changing because I think if anything, what we've come to recognize is the importance of, recognizing, accepting, even there's a time and a place to open up the door to emotions and feelings that I think so often we would want to just shut out. And it also, as I realizing as you're sharing how important this is, is really the key to experiencing all the positive emotions we do want to feel. But as you said, Rabbi, for everything, there is a time. 
and recognizing that part of being human is having a time to feel joy and a time to feel sadness, but making sure that in the right times and the right ways we experience and allow those emotions to be with us. I think that really is uh, part of being human, but in a very beautiful kind of way. I want to thank you all for joining us. Soul Talk, Rabbi David Aaron and Leora Mandel. <laughs>